did everything right and they indicted me. I did everything right and they indicted me. They indicted me. Oh, uh, I I really appreciate the boxes hoax because it's given us Trump at his most Jiminy Glick. He's been on one this week. They indicted me. I know you guys saw the uh, the thing of him going to that restaurant in Miami and going food for everyone. I'll eat anything that moves, and then just walking out. Are you ready? Are you ready? Food for everyone. Food for everyone. What? Anyone who wants food never. can get it. That 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 was true. <laughs> Food is available for purchase at the cash yeah. register. He was just pointing that out. If you drew some sort of absurd conclusion that he was going to pay for it, that's on you. <laughs> uh, I the, the they indicted me, Cliff. I've, I've probably listened to that fifty times since I saw I the did clip. everything right, <laughs> and they indicted me. I did everything right, and they indicted me. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, I'm like. That that clip of him going food for everyone. DeSantis wishes he could never, he could never. Like I, I love all the I love all the video footage of Trump campaigning at at at, at eateries because mm-hmm. like he's just like who wants pizza? I lick this one and people are like give me more. I want it. I want it. <laughs> I, yeah, I need to I get his crust so I can clone him. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 cannot picture DeSantis doing that. Well, De- DeSantis probably does the same thing that everyone's least favorite child in kindergarten did, and brings his own food to the pizza party. Oh God! He's like yeah. one of those awful, disgusting yeah, yeah. kids who's like, uh, you know, allergic the parents to are like, oh my, my son can't have peanut oil. Oh, my son's allergic to fucking uh, high fructose corn syrup, and so he's probably. But he's probably bringing like keto applesauce and all this stupid shit. <laughs> I, I have a nice pizzeria you got here. I brought my own with a cauliflower crust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's sugar, man. Yeah, there's just there's none of that humanity. When 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 Trump shows up at a low IQ eatery, it just <laughs> there is not a person on earth who's not gonna have fun in that. Show me yeah. the most, show me the most libbed out lib. And they're still if you put them in a place called like Rodeo Pizzeria (laughs) and the Prez shows up, they're having a good time. Yeah. I mean, look, I may not agree with the man politically, but if if Trump showed up to get some chicken bosses for everyone, if I could get a chicken boss with Donald Trump and he paid for it, gave me the glad hand, I'd probably vote for him. Meanwhile, if Ron DeSantis showed up to the most fun restaurant on earth, it would ruin your time. Imagine the most fun restaurant in the world. Imagine a place Rainforest where Cafe. Rainforest Cafe. It's your birthday. They have a real gorilla sing you your birthday song. There are sparklers <laughs> in your uh, fucking Amazon Rainforest Sunday. But then here comes Ron. <laughs> my, you know, my doctor the, says I can't be around wonder. apes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what the most fun eatery on earth is. Uh, it actually exists. It's in Los Angeles. It's by Universal Studios CityWalk. It's called the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen. And it is a steampunk chocolate restaurant 
where you are served by whimsical waiters wearing big clocks and there's a, a steam powered robot. That's a good time. And wait, this Sanders is real. Make it suck. This is re- mm. that's a real place. Can I have a second birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Ron, DeS- Ron DeSantis going around the uh, the steampunk restaurant, be like, uh, "Cool, cool goggles you got by there. What, what are they for?" He would be the guy who ruined steampunk for everyone, and being you know, he'd be like, you know, it would be stupid if a gun mage had this clock on. There's no tactical advantage. <laughs> he'd remind everyone that he was in like the lawyer seals, and, <laughs> and be like. Oh, this gun's stupid. It has like an unnecessary like steam stack on it. Uh, Ron Ron would never like woo a busty steampunk waitress. A, a steam wench. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the boxes hoax uh, continues to give because uh, courtesy of the Washington Post, we have we have the return of a sort of uh, a, an earlier season Chapo character that I'd like to get into. This is a. Uh, According to the Washington Post, the headline is Trump rejected lawyers' efforts to avoid classified documents indictment. And the article begins, one of Donald Trump's new attorneys proposed an idea in the fall of 2022. The former president's team could try to arrange a settlement with the Justice Department. The attorney, Christopher Kyes, wanted to quietly approach justice to see if he could negotiate a settlement that would preclude charges, hoping Attorney General Merrick Garland and the department would want an exit ramp to avoid prosecuting a former president. Kai's would hopefully take the temperature down, he told others, by promising a professional approach and a return of all the documents. But Trump was not interested after listening to other lawyers who urged a more pugilistic approach. So Kai's never approached prosecutors. Three people briefed on the matter set. A special counsel was appointed a month later. Then we get a little further in the article and we, go, we get back to our old friend. Uh, it was a totally unforced error, said one person close to Trump, who has been part of dozens of discussions about the documents. We didn't have to be there. Here we go. Trump time and again rejected the advice from lawyers and advisors who urged him to cooperate and instead took the advice of Tom Fitton, the head of conservative judicial watch. (laughs) It's Fitton's back, baby. Fitton's back. Now, Felix, I remember like years ago on this show, you just started talking about Tom Fitton like he was uh, like, you know, a family member, a relative or a friend. And I was just like, who the fuck is Tom Fitton? And the answer is probably the swollest 60 year old man on the planet. He dwarfs Stallone. At, dwarf is the wrong word. Not a hard thing to do. Pretty much anyone. <laughs> my niece could dwarf Stallone. But he 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 would out-angle Stallone, Schwarzenegger. Pick any, you know, 70-year-old guy who you think is Jack. Tom Fitton's bigger. He's stronger. And, you know, who is, how do I know this man? What does he do? Tom Fitton, he, he is... The reason I know who Nellie and Bruce Orr are, he runs this thing called Judicial Watch where all during the Trump years, he would post the most boring fucking articles on earth that were like, bombshell, Nellie Orr has to testify. He was the <laughs> he was like the one guy who is paying attention to all the um, Russia stuff from the Trump side and, um, you know, Obamagate, the scandal where they, they said that Obama spied on Trump. He was super into that and knew all these like boring DOJ bureaucrats who were going to be subpoenaed and FOIA'd everything. But to spice it up, and this is the reason he got famous and the reason that like uh, those um, leathery MAGA babes uh, made him a star, like they saw him and were like, you can be in movies. <laughs> you gotta, you have to cut, co- you have to come to Fond du Lac, Indiana and party with me some dumb. 
uh, is because he would just he knew this stuff was boring. He would always attach a picture of his amazing physique, his triceps the size of fucking cantaloupes, his shoulders the size of bowling balls. He would always attach like a thotty picture of himself angled to perfection next to yeah. this boring ass story. And it always worked. <laughs> it always worked. You, it's like you see you see a guy looking like that and you're like, I'm clicking through. And then, like the, the article is like Trump needs to uh, uh, Trump needs a commando team to steal back the documents. Um, it, no, not even like that. It would be like you know Trump needs to unleash the deputy undersecretary for the <laughs> solicitor general to sue Nellie Orr's secretary to um, <laughs> you know make sure that she actually did meet with Christopher Cross. <laughs> But, uh, it was always Tom, stuff like that. Tom Fitton, like it's it's one of those Charles Dickens like names where yes. it's just it's just it's perfect for what you see, like Tom Fitman. And Felix, you're right. Every photo I see of this guy, it's like he's not in workout gear. He's always in some sort of like salmon colored button up shirt or whatever. But like it, like every shirt he wears just looks four sizes too tight on him. Yeah, like the, it's, I don't, it's bursting like the, the seams of the fabric are just shrieking out in pain. Yeah, you, he wears like the Republican guy uniform, right? Like he wears like what Matt Schlapp wears on an undercover mission, perhaps, you know, like a <laughs> polo shirt that's tucked in some khakis, um, some penny loafers, perhaps. And one of those disgusting weaved belts that your dad wore. <laughs> Yeah, but there's like you could put the you could put the uh, like there's no there's no holes in it like the uh, yeah can go through anything no matter how big you get that was like the biggest thing for fathers for like a hundred years but uh, yeah he wears that but like those clothes have never been made for a guy that looks like that no one planned on it and he is just he is testing the outer limits of the fabric with his incredible body. There's a there's a chamber in in the basement of Judicial Watch where he can do push-ups at 10 G's at like oh my yeah. I actually um, I'm really curious about not just his workout. Though I think I have a pretty good idea. It's probably a regular like bodybuilding hypertrophy and volume workout. I'm curious about his chemical regimen. Of course, like mm. if you asked him he'd probably be like I'm all natural, but like how many fucking 63 year olds look like that? Like, let's yeah. be real. It's at least he's at least on testosterone. That doesn't diminish from the accomplishment. It's still incredible, but I would like to know. It's probably on that uh, Vince McMahon cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Like growth uh, hormone, testosterone from a doctor. Yeah. Uh, just got a little bit more. It says a uh, Fitton who appeared before the grand jury and was questioned about his role in both the Mar-a-Lago documents case and the investigation into the January 6th attack on the U S Capitol acknowledged. He gave advice to Trump, but declined to discuss the details of their conversations. Um, going on. It says, I think what is lacking is the lawyer saying, I took this to be obstruction said Fitton. Where is the conspiracy? I don't understand any of it. I think this is a trap. They had no business asking for the records and they've manufactured an, uh, and they've manufactured an obstruction charge out of that. There are core constitutional issues that the indictment avoids and the obstruction charge seems weak to me. Several other Trump advisors blamed Fitton for convincing Trump that he could keep the documents and repeatedly mentioning the Clinton socks case. Do you guys remember what the Clinton socks case was? Are they talking about his cat? cat? Yeah, his cat. Was the cat classified? Was it like the product of a government experiment or something? Is like a super intelligent cat? I know that he gave it to uh, Betty Curry and it got ran over. That's all I remember about socks. 
okay, it's not actually the cat. Oh. Though the Clintons probably in like uh they were probably forewarned about what SEO was. So in <laughs> oh, 30 yeah. years before Google, they were like, let's get a fucking cat name it socks. Because what they actually did is they put audio tapes in a sock drawer. So that's oh okay. l- l- like, you know, another fucking boring documents thing. <laughs> but uh <laughs> You know, well, <laughs> at least some at least there's some hint of time travel in this one. <laughs> I like the idea about the Clintons naming their cats socks because they knew this was coming. <laughs> well, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it Jeff- got me. What? They said Clinton's socks case, and I was thinking, what the fuck did they do? Yeah, to me cat? too. Yeah. Well, you know how like Jeffrey Epstein went to the White House in like 1995, and there's like a two-hour meeting that like no one knows anything about. Yeah, that was probably it. He was like. Hey, I just got back from like 2010 and there's this thing called Google. What you're going to want to do is like get a cute cat and name him socks because you're putting uh, tapes in a sock drawer. He looped, he loop jumps back in time to warm them, warn them. If anyone, you know, is a loop jumper, it's, it's Jeff. He would have access to it. Which means like, you know, like uh, the end of his life in that cell, it did not necessarily preclude many of his other loops back in time where he's uh, still living large. But, um, oh, yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I just I love the idea of like all of like Trump doesn't even have any lawyers left. I don't know who's representing him now, but they were all just like there are Bruce so many offer. There are so many off ramps here that where they were like, you could just give the documents back. And he was like, no, they're mine. And that's all because of Tom Fitton. Because like uh, Tom Finn is when he keep, kept telling him uh, that you don't need to give them back. They're your papers. Look at my lawyer, dog. He looks incredible, but I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a the, the other the other figure in this case is um, Trump's personal valet, a guy named Waltine Nauta, who goes by Walt. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Walt Walt Nutta is Walt um, Nutta. he's going down with the boss. <laughs> yeah. It says here, uh, Walt Nut Walt Nutta uh, was it? Uh, this is the night before pleading not guilty in federal charges that he broke the law dozens of times by keeping conceal keeping and concealing sensitive documents in his Florida home. Donald Trump sat down to dinner at his Miami Doral Golf Resort with his top lawyers, influential advisors, and his alleged co-conspirator. That would being Walt Nutta. Uh, he wasn't there serving the former pres- president or escorting famous guests to his table before fading into the background, as he has many times in the past people familiar with the dinner said this time the personal aide who was charged with conspiring with trump to hide classified documents from the government dined at the club's stanky swake house blt prime as a guest of the former president i'm sorry (laughs) what you said stanky swake house well that's probably (laughs) accurate (laughs) at the the club's swanky steakhouse blt prime oh sorry but uh, who was at that dinner as well tom fitton Tom Fitton's swanky steak. Tom, yeah, just, Tom, Fitton's, Tom Fitton's stanky steak house. Stanky I'm going. Steak. I'm going there opening night. They probably that's that's stanky steak house. Uh, steak house. They probably like air air dropped a cow in front of Tom Fitton. Yeah, like in Jurassic Park. And he just took it apart with his bare hands. <laughs> I barely met my macros for today. <laughs> Uh, is, is one other thing from the Walt Nutter piece here. It says Walt Nutter. That, that's Nutta. what I. That's how his. I don't care that that's not his name. Every time I try to read his name, you know Walter Nuauta or whatever, he he Waltine. would probably bitch a bit. 
Waltine Nuauta. He's like, <laughs> my parents came from fucking Lithuania or wherever. This is, a, this is our name. No, your name's Walt Nutta. <laughs> That's Walt how Nutta. it shows up in my brain. You are Walt Nutta, son. Sorry. Yeah. You're Walt Nutta or you're no one. Okay. <laughs> it says here, he's, he's just a service-oriented guy, said Ty Cobb, a former Trump White House lawyer. I love it. Trump's being represented oh, by Ty Cobb. You guys remember Ty Cobb? He has the big, he had the big handlebar mustache. You look like, look like a gay 90s bartender. That guy ruled. Yeah. I, you know, I, like you, thought that Trump used the immortal blade from Sekiro and brought the real racist Ty Cobb back from the dead <laughs> yeah, that's what I was to thinking. be his lawyer. But actually, it's a different guy named Ty Cobb. Uh, uh, a former Trump White House lawyer who knew Nutta in his capacity as Trump's valet. Uh, Nutta served during long working lunches in the residence. Cobb recalled that when Nutta noticed that Cobb was leaving the cheeseburgers, Nutta served untouched. He quietly began serving him fish instead. Hard to imagine someone in Trump's inner circle turns down burger. Well, yeah, and, he's the guy who fucked the whole thing up, you know? No <laughs> wonder. Yeah, that's how you know. This is like if this was casino it's and it's solid. like Remo, Remo Gaji and all the guys are on the table, they'd be like, what about Walt Nutta? And he three of the guys are like, he's, he's a soldier. We love Walt Nutta. <laughs> he's a rock. And the, well, he's like, he ordered fish. Why take a chance? Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what's going on in the uh, the the boxes. Um, but as long as you're in Miami, I I should note that uh, the losers carousel in the Republican uh, primary has added a new a new a new horse to the carousel. It's a uh, Miami mayor Francis Suarez. Sure, he says that he says he's running. This guy's for president. a fucking hologram. <laughs> I, this is the most fraudulent person who's ever lived. I do. N- I don't even think he's fucking real. He is a liter- He is an actual NFT. Yeah, this is not a tangible human being. He is a non-fungible mayor. <laughs> you, you may remember, you may remember Mayor Francis Suarez as the uh, as the uh, the creator of the now defunct cryptocurrency Miami Coin that he expected to fund all municipal projects in lieu of taxation. This fucking crap. <laughs> and like when, when we were there, when we were there in Miami. They were trying to host a, a crypto convention of which uh, Bukele from El Salvador would be the honored guest that he didn't even show up. <laughs> yeah, no. Francisco Suarez is an absolute fucking crackhead. <laughs> I have no respect for him, nor does anyone. And, but what does that say about DeSantis? Like he, he can't even stop the my, mayor of Miami from running yeah, for president. He's getting <laughs> he's keeping Christ. no one out of this race. This is a very bad sign. That's the worst <laughs> sign for him, honestly, out of everything. Yeah, there is sugar in the water. Like <laughs> it is. And a guy from his own anyone. state, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Out of anyone like the mayor of Miami. Miami Dade went for DeSantis this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suarez says he did not vote for DeSantis in the last election. For governor? That's what it who, says did here. He, who did he fucking vote for? Probably something uh, a, stupid. Probably oh, no, like he says he, he, did not vote, he did not vote for DeSantis in 2018. Oh, okay, okay. Did you see that uh, it's rumored that Vivek is going <laughs> to drop out? <laughs> Like, oh no! How bad? How vivid? <laughs> like I, I like it, it's so like obviously he should, but it's so fucking early well, that it's like they must have had focus groups where it wasn't just like he's a bad candidate or I don't like how he sounds. It's like everyone in that focus group must have been like this guy should fucking kill himself. Yeah, like, where does this guy live so I can kill him? Yeah, if, where if are if his he... parents? Let's kill them. 
<laughs> I would have to uh, I would have to stand my ground and invoke Castle Doctrine if he showed up at my diner to shake my hand. Yeah, uh, the, like, the, the people the people in the focus group probably responded like in the Kingsmen when they turned on the rage frequency. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to claw through the fucking walls. They kill all Vivek killed each other. So annoying. Yeah. They watched the 10 second clip of him talking and they started clawing each other's eyes out. They're looking at this like just this fucking mirrored room with 20 dead people, dead focus group dumbasses. And they're like, <laughs> ah, well, uh, maybe we can turn this around. I don't know. Uh, Vivek's waiting outside of the polling room and sort of like a, a crestfallen Frank Luntz comes out and he's like, um, Got some bad news, uh, Mr. Ramsame. Um, the 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 twelve people that who have never voted in their life and can't read that I've uh, assembled to do this focus group, they've uh, they've just actually been impaneled as a, as a jury and convicted you of uh, a capital crime. You will now be facing the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, but, for some reason, the focus group just became a jury, and you've been indicted for murder. <laughs> yeah. I have bad news, Mr. Ramsame. My focus group of Every American who's ever lost a leg to a Zamboni machine, <laughs> <laughs> they they think you're so disgusting and hate you so much that they want to put uranium in in your underwear so you <laughs> don't reproduce. They hate you that much. <laughs> but like he, but the thing is, he has the perfect excuse to drop out because he like didn't he make that big show of being like I. I will sign a pledge and I want all the other Republican candidates to join me to not run against Donald Trump while he's currently yeah. under indictment. Like, Oh God, he was so relieved when he thought of that. Yeah. Oh <laughs> he's my like, God. there's a way out of this. Yeah, because he's like, even Kamala stuck it out longer. Like Kamala had a similar campaign, but she at least made it to several. At least ele- election year. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Vivek is, Ooh boy. He really gave up. But yeah, well, we got Francis Suarez taking his place. And it says here, uh, he told Politico in May that he was considering a run for president, quote, because I think I can grow the tent, not for an election, but for a generation. I think it matters who is the communicator of ideas and how they communicate those ideas. You can look at my history and know that I'm someone who's a unifier. You can look at my history and see that I'm someone who appreciates his, appreciates the nuances in a variety of different Hispanic cultures. Excuse me. Too Last much month, substance. <laughs> yeah, get it out of here. <laughs> what, what, what is this I, I can't think that hard, hour? man. Come on. Yeah. I'm not a freaking wonk over here. Yeah, what am I watching? Who, who I want to have a beer with. Am I watching fucking Bloomberg TV? This is genius. I think that I can make everyone shake each other's hand. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, well, thanks to our boy, uh, Seamus, uh, pointed out that as recently as 2021, uh, Francis Suarez was advocating that the United States bomb Cuba. That's, those, are the, <laughs> those, are the, those are the nuances in Hispanic culture, all the way from people who want to nuke Cuba to people who just want a regular saturation bombardment with conventional weapons. That is, oh my God, like bombing Cuba in like 2025, it, everyone would just be like, what the fuck are you doing? I like it. It's uh, it's it's classic. It's retro. It's yeah. People it's very like cargo. It's very cargo cult. Yeah. Return to Operation Mongoose. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they told Ron DeSantis they wanted a new Bay of Pigs, and he was like, "No, that'll fuck up my macros. No thanks. Gross. <laughs> Got nitrates." <laughs> um. 
Well, here's a here's an interesting story. Uh, this is uh, this is courtesy of the Daily Mail. Uh, did you guys know that Gavin Newsom got married? Wait, wasn't he already fucking married? I, I, thought, that, no, I, th- that... I thought he was single, but I guess I guess like I, I I found out that he was married from this article. I don't know how long he's been married, but I assumed he was one of those sort of like, you know, Andrew Cuomo type guys. Well, he was married yeah. to Kimberly uh, Gargoyle. Yes. And he had an affair with like his best friend's wife. Uh, that was the last I heard. So he's got a he's got a new br- wife. I don't know. Is it the woman? Is it a new well, woman? I don't know. No, I yeah. knew he was married to a woman after Kimberly. Her Gargoyle. name is Jennifer Seibel. No, yeah, I knew I knew about her. I knew oh, about okay. her. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Cyborg. I, I, I Jennifer Cyborg. Yeah, he's still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he was still. I thought he was still playing the field. But here's an interesting uh, interesting story from the life of Jennifer Cyborg. Um, a headline Daily Mail, Gavin Newsom's wife reveals she killed her older sister in a tragic golf cart accident 41 years ago in Hawaii. She discusses the traumas that shaped her life in a new interview. Damn, how about that? Damn. That's a new one for a, for a first, uh, first spouse. I mean, I mean yeah, still remember Laura Bush. Uh, Laura Bush obviously yeah. famously killed a guy in a car accident. Now we're on to golf cart accident. We're, we're declining as a nation. You can see it. The Laura Bush, that was used to be my test for like how based of a lib you are, like how cool you are. Yeah. If you were someone who like, you were like, by, and by the way, Laura Bush fucking killed a guy to put her in prison. I was like, you're awesome. You're, you know, you're the best type of lib. If you thought that and like thought Ohio was stolen. Great. That was I a base you. lib right there. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, not much more to say about that article, uh, that story, but just a, a golf cart accident. That's that's a hell of a way. To, I mean, imagine imagine that. Uh, I guess I've got some got some stories about the, the world of uh, the economy, business, how's things going in America. Uh, do you guys follow the story about <laughs> the Instant Pot company filing for bankruptcy this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah RIP to the Instant Pot. We loved it. And now it's gone. Well, I mean. Uh, the, the story is fascinating because they did like during the pandemic when everyone was just indoors, they did something like seven hundred million dollars in sales. But then, like uh, the problem is that like it, uh, the instant pot is expensive, but you only buy it once. And yeah, like, can't you know, have like, that. The, yeah, like so, like the, the the commentary on this is that like basically private equity got their got their hooks into this company, uh, took it over, and then immediately saddled the company with a half a billion dollars in debt. Half of which they gave directly to themselves of the money that they borrowed. Innovation, <laughs> it's great. This is the this is the classic Goodfellas bust out. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, like a lot of people have commented on this story. But like, you know, as you said, Matt, for 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 private equity, any company that makes a like a good, solid, reliable product is ter- marked for termination. Like it has to go. And I, I I made the joke the other day that like they should have charged people a monthly subscription to keep using the pressure cooker. But like, I really think that, that is like the model for all businesses going forward. Yeah, the Juicero model. Yeah, got to have some sort of uh, Wi-Fi capability, uh, uh, subscription thing, or else uh, you you can't you can't ride the cycles anymore. Uh, and it's good that anybody who has an Instapot now, yeah, it'll still work. I, I I still think about like if Tesla ever goes bankrupt, like all those cars, they're just gonna not start. <laughs> it's like congratulations you have a giant fucking uh you have a you have something that you can uh, shoot cans off of now in your in your driveway uh but i mean like you know i i I use the instant pot uh it's great but i mean like it was just about like the the article like talks about like how they tried to like create all these other products like 
air fryers and stuff like that and like uh, miniature ovens and things like that. And it was just like uh, those could be fine products, but like the whole thing of just private equity, just like this is the model. You, you take over a company, you saddle it with an astronomical amount of debt, and then you pay half of that to yourself and then just like the whole thing goes belly up and then you get out owing nothing. Yeah. And one of their biggest expenses, of course, was paying a bonus to themselves. I mean, that's yeah. It's not new for private equity, but you know, it sh it should always be illegal. I I I really wish we never started doing this. Uh, but even the awful private equity guys of the past, like KKR and all those guys, there was at least some pretense of like, okay, let's make the business make more money. It seems like these guys just completely looted it and had like two shitty ideas that they never really like. The air fryer idea is one of the shittiest ideas I've ever heard because it's like, oh, yeah, that's a problem everyone has. It's impossible to find air fryers these days. And they're always like $7,000. <laughs> yeah. The dumbest fucking guy you know has an air fryer that always works that was like $30. I don't know. I'm thinking that the Instant Pot company maybe missed a potential revenue stream. Like they could have marketed. How should I put this? They should have marketed to a, a certain demographic that looks like Felix. And, you know, like could find other uses handsome? for pressure cookers. Yeah, handsome. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, very handsome. Some would say the most <laughs> handsome who ever did a certain thing. <laughs> the most handsome yeah, FBI I, asset of all time. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the future of Instapot. Just bulk purchases by the FBI. <laughs> speaking of a uh, big bulk purchases by the FBI, did you guys see that intercept story today about how the FBI spent? I know we it's like a joke we've done on the show that like every terrorism prosecution is the FBI just entrapping a mentally uh, handicapped teenager, but they literally did that this week. They spent two years getting this guy to send them like five dollars at a time, and they just indicted him for being a financier of ISIS. They are like <laughs> they're exactly the same as the people who've been fucking with Chris Chan for like twelve years yeah it's the yes, same yes, thing yes. it's the exact same fucking thing yeah they're like <laughs> let's see if we can get the let's see if we can get this uh teenager and we can indict him for incest or something like that yeah um but uh, the, the other story about uh, uh, the american economy and business that i wanted to bring up today is uh i know we touched on car dealers the other week because that slate article that was sort of like a, a fear and loathing in las vegas like trip to the car dealers convention where they like, <laughs> there was a great detail on that piece about like a bunch of car dealers watching a like 70 plus year old Sugar Hill gang wheeze their way through Rapper's Delight. Because <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's, that's like a nine minute hell. song. And they were like, oh, I hope they had stools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, just let's keep it going. I said a hip hop, a hip, uh, hip Oh, hip God, we've got about eight more minutes of this. Jesus oh, Christ. Wow. That, that made me want to cry. That was like the <laughs> yeah. meanest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but uh, but in light of that, I'm like, it was the whole thing was about how much, like, I, I mentioned it when we talked a little bit about the article briefly. It was basically about how all these guys love Trump, but they hate Elon Musk and all electric cars, but Tesla, especially because Tesla is the only audio manufacturer that is allowed to sell directly to customers. And I just saw today that uh, this was a Ron DeSantis just signed a measure banning automakers from selling vehicles directly to buyers, except for Tesla. So that's that, good. That really is like the perfect uh, Republic Republican uh, governor thing. Law. Law is the word I was looking for. 
the thing, the thing that governors <laughs> sign, and then you have to do uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing, laws. They're the things you have to do or not do. <laughs> Welcome to Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, no, that is the platonic ideal of a like um, a trifecta Republican bill. Besides, like you, you know, now uh, if your kid goes to school, they're going to be molested by veterans to make sure they're the right gender. <laughs> Those are like the two main laws. But I mean, I, I bring this up in contrast to the instant pot story where it seems like every any anyone who invents or even like or just even sells or markets like a slightly useful product that people like. It's never enough. It's never enough. They are targeted for extermination by the by venture capital and, and, and disruption. Like there's nothing that can just be allowed to be good. That being the case in like this new tech dominated world, how the fuck do car dealerships still get away with the shit they do? How do car dealerships even still exist? How the fuck? How come you have to go buy a car? It's like a seven hour ordeal of waiting in like sitting in a waiting room, like you're waiting to get cancer results back from your fucking car, your fucking oncologist or something. Like because uh, they are incredibly politically organized and have a lot of political influence. Like that's it. Like, yeah. you gotta have juice. And they, they collectively are, have an insane amount of juice. They are. I have memories of when I was a child of like going with my parents to like lease a new car. And just going off memory, I feel like I was in that Volvo place for like seven years. I feel like I went through <laughs> puberty there. It is. It, it, it is like it's like a parody of Soviet bureaucracy, <laughs> yeah, except it's yes. totally American. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, they're always going to try to sell you the true coat, you know, <laughs> yeah. you never need it, but somehow you always end up getting it. Yeah. Like it, it, it. Yeah. That is, that's the perfect Republican law. It just helps no one except, uh, these, these blazer freaks. Yeah. But it's just, it's just one of those things. Like when you like, when you're a kid, you take for granted, but then as an adult, you just like, at some point you realize like, oh, I can't just buy a car from Ford. You have to buy it from, you know, some some uh, like the, the, the local the local baron of uh, who has the, the biggest blow up displays off the highway. Yeah. And they're like these guys, they only they really only exist due to like extreme economic inefficiency. They should not exist. You should just be able to like go to a website, order your fucking car or whatever. Yeah. But they're not even like they're not even like gracious about it. That's what I hate the most about them. They're not <laughs> no, like, like, oh, I thanks for letting me do this. They are like. If you like, they're like kids, kids should go to debtor's prison if they can't afford school lunch. Like they think they are like the heroes of capitalism and they have done the least out of anyone. Like you shouldn't exist. Yeah. You should be pure middleman. No, no value <laughs> yeah. produced at all. No pure innovation. Pro- nothing. Oh, the, the the guy who like first brought a wacky uh, tube man to the fucking <laughs> yeah, thing. He's like, man. that guy's the, the uh, that guy's the Hank Reardon of uh, car dealers. <laughs> He's surpassing genius. Hey, what, what, what do I put one of my uh, interns in a gorilla costume? My God. You're Wait fucking Thomas Edison. <laughs> the, the, Nikola, the Nikola Tesla of car dealers was the guy who invented a way to have an arrow spin 360 degrees on a sign. Yeah. But you, you, Matt, you say like that they offer no value. But I know, I know you, Matt Christman, and Matt Stoller have pointed out that they are um, repositories of Jeffersonian virtue. It's true. Max, I cannot believe it's small. It's a small business. Even if they're (laughs) multimillionaires relative to other businesses, it's small, which makes them good people. 
and have make like some the, have good politics that are the good yeoman for farmer of an earlier era. Yeah, Matt Matt Stroller is unbelievable. He um, if he was in succession, uh, him and his family, they would be cast as like evil Jewish lawyers one through five. <laughs> like his, you know, his brother made for getting Sarah Marshall. His dad probably like uh, I don't know invented a new type of checkbook. Um, I don't know. And he, you know, he's just uh, been writing essays his whole life, but he's so bad. Like he, he is like a weeb, but for guys who wear foam dome hats, like he wishes <laughs> he could be that. And he's like, what, what's, you know, a car dealership is the greatest place in America. <laughs> Jesus I mean, Christ. I know I must be a representative of the cosmopolitan elite because I fucking hate car dealers and car dealerships. Get rid of them. It's a cultural thing that like everyone hates a used car salesman. People in general hate a pushy Next to salesman. lawyers. Next to lawyers yeah. and dentists. It's like the most reviled profession. Because because you're right, Felix. Not only do they uh, not say thank you for letting them carve out this, like for just the law, just letting them carve out this huge fucking like, you know, rent seeking opportunity for them. They treat their customers like shit, too. It's like a point of pride and how, how condescending and mean they can be to people that are trying to buy a car from them. Yeah, no, they're they're mean to everyone. Like they they're they're mean to the world. They are they're the most like rapacious, shitty people alive. Like at least I hate TSA. I've never understood how that became like a left liberal position that you're like racist and a libertarian if you want to get rid of these like just super league of molesters. But I I, I hate them. But like most TSA people do seem kind of embarrassed to be there as they should. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they do seem like kind of embarrassed and sorry that they're there, which is the least they can do. But these guys don't. And they're the same thing. At least there's like a theoretical need for TSA. Look, I mean, I think we should get rid of them, too. I just want to get on the plane. We, we've spoken before about my idea for like, you know, an airline where you sign away your life, but like there's no security and you can just walk on the plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The evil airline. I've the evil airlines. That. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, to move on, I'd like to go to uh, my favorite my favorite news article of the week, which is also about Jeffersonian virtues. This is about a little trip to Philadelphia made by two Rhode Island politicians. Was- <laughs> yes. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> uh, Peter, from the- <laughs> a group of guys from Long- uh, Rhode Island is called a group of uh, Peter's Griffin. <laughs> this was... This is a really fun article. This is by the, from the Philadelphia Inquirer. This is by Zoe Greenberg. Uh, headline, two Rhode Island officials visited Philly. They were so rude, their state launched two separate investigations. <laughs> <laughs> this is, okay, we need to option this article for like to do a movie script. Yeah. If, I, if, I, if I say I'm optioning this news article right now, that, that's legally binding. That's so, legally binding, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, wait. I'm actually, that means I'm scabbing. So I'm not doing that. But I'm, I'm just, I'm reserving this article for a time uh, when uh, I can. You're, you're, it. You're, you're calling it. I'm, lick, I'm licking the article and I'm like, oh, you can't have it. It's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, I mean, look, if the Farrelly brothers haven't already done this, then I don't fucking know. I don't know what, what, where the, what their head is, uh, where, where their head is at. Uh, okay. So it says here, the article begins. The trouble between Philadelphia and the state of Rhode Island began in early March. That's when two Rhode Island officials came to tour Bach, 
the former South Philly vocational school that is now home to dozens of artists and entrepreneurs. Scout Limited, the team behind Bach, had contracted with Rhode Island under a former administration to develop a long, vacant state building in Providence. Hoping to convince a new administration to fund the project, Lindsay Scanapeco, managing partner at Scout, offered to show the the Rhode Island officials around. But the way the representatives allegedly behaved was so bizarre, offensive, and unprofessional that Scanapico and colleague Everett Abbott, Abbott, Abbott Ball, Abbott Ball, yes, fuck, <laughs> wrote an email to a hired lobbyist documenting all that happened. The email ended up with the governor of Rhode Island. This reflects incredibly poorly on the state of Rhode Island and their leadership. All right, let me just go to the the, the highlights here. It says. Uh, for this is really good. For weeks, Rhode Island media has referred to the Philadelphia trip, a <laughs> Philadelphia experiment, a mysterious expedition during which terrible things happened. In addition to public records battle to get access to the email, the Philadelphia trip launched two separate investigations: a criminal one led by the Rhode Island State Police and a human resources one within the governor's office. Now that the email has been made public, we have excerpted the most deranged alleged details of the Bach visit. The fact that Patton so the fact that Patton told someone their dog was overweight, which he knows because he used to train dogs, did not make the cut. So the uh, the, the 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 two the two Rhode Island gentlemen in question are David Patton, director of the state's property management division, and James Thorson, director of administration. So the uh, the tidbit about telling someone's dog to lose weight did not uh, make the cut. But here here are the highlights of the infamous Philadelphia trip. At midnight before the tour, Patton texted Scanapico, who is overseeing, overseeing the redevelopment of the Providence building, please have fresh coffee with milk and sugar and the best croissant in Philadelphia ready for me upon arrival, he wrote. Director Thorson likes Diet Coke. Have a cold six-pack waiting on your table in your conference room. Six-pack? <laughs> so, oh, my. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you a, a cold fucking <laughs> Cold six. <laughs> A cold six of Diet Coke. Have it waiting on the table in your conference room. You he's have gonna, three a- If he wants to keep it cold, he's going to have to drink those pretty fast. Yeah. I don't think that would be a problem for Thorson. He loves Diet Coke. He just <laughs> he comes into the uh, like the development meeting. They got the cold six on the table, and then he just shotguns each one of them, and he's like, <laughs> Philadelphia party, all right. No, but the last detail here is says you have three hours to convince us to give us uh, to give you fifty five million dollars. <laughs> so I don't know if they got the best croissant in Philadelphia for them, but uh, these boys were I don't know perhaps not impressed. So uh, next next little bullet a bullet item from the uh, rundown here it says in the morning as the tour began, Patton commented on Scanapico's appearance, asking her, "Lindsay, where is your husband? Why is he in Australia?" Good thing you're married or I would move to Philadelphia. He also said, if I knew your husband wasn't going to be here, I would have come last night. Smooth. Very threatening. (laughs) I would have brought my ski mask. (laughs) During the tour, the group visited the Jefferson Weiss Wellness Center, a primary care hub for Philly's refugee and immigrant communities. Mark Altschuler, the center's clinical director and professor at Jefferson, described his passion for helping marginalized populations, the email said. In response, Patton said, when you go to the bars at night, you must have to swat off the women. Altschuler said, no, I'm happily married. Patton then asked Altschuler, you've got some ethnicity in you? The doctor said no. (laughs) Oh, oh, that, that, oh, what that is very, that brings me back to 
living in in St. Paul, Minnesota. You got some ethnicity there, bud. They um, a- that was yeah. I, I I just had like black hair, and they were like, <laughs> "Are you American?" That well, is Felix, a sign of a great person, someone who does that. <laughs> well, Felix, you like where this goes next. It says, uh, you got some ethnicity in you? The doctor said no. Would you Patton like some? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Patton asked if he was Italian. The doctor said no. Finally, after more questioning, Al Schuler said he was Jewish. Mazel tov, Patton said. <laughs> See, he was close. You know, Italian, Jewish, throughout the Mediterranean spectrum. What's wrong with this? That's be. That's beautiful. I see. I suppose it's supposed to be like an infamous trip, but this is fun. I think these guys, these guys, they were, look, they had 55, they had $55 million to spend. Uh, it seems like a nice urban renewal project, but they wanted to go to Philly and just have a good time. Has the city of Philly lost its, its brotherly love? They can't, show, they can't show two gentlemen from the state of Rhode Island a good time, get them some cold Diet Coke and the best croissant in Philly. They, they can't. And I do like that the guy there was like, the I it's my passion to help marginalize communities. And then he's like, hey, I bet you got a lot of pussy. What's that like for you? <laughs> yeah, he, I expected him to say. Something <laughs> yeah, awful. you expect. Like, you, I, yeah, exactly. I expected him to like say something like Tony Soprano, like, like, oh, oh, are you you know, you are you helping terrorists or crackheads? But no, he was like, congratulations. I bet you get a lot of pussy. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Mazel tov from being Jewish. Yeah, the the only bad thing is the way that he demanded that a croissant be there for him when he gets there. But besides that, I would I would record this as like the weekend the fun guys visited. <laughs> I don't really they've really got to fuck up in the next few pages for me to uh, see this well, differently. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how this next one goes. The group visited the headquarters for Diodora, the Italian sportswear and sneaker company, where an employee offered Patton a pair of sneakers. Are these made in China? Patton asked. I hope not, because I really hate China. He then turned to an Asian-American female staffer in the room and said, no offense, hon. See, he wasn't. He didn't mean it to be offensive. He just says he hates China. When you say that, you can't be offended. Yes, no offense. He said he covered his ass there. And he said he hated China, not Chinese people. Yeah. That is probably like what literally what they teach you in like DIE classes in Rhode Island. <laughs> like everywhere else, it's like white fragility stuff. But in Rhode Island, it's like when you say you hate China, find the nearest Asian broad in the room and apologize to her. That's right. Usually, most people think they have to apologize to the Asian man, but they don't care as much. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta find, find a broad. woman. I cannot stress this enough. Their pussies ain't really sideways, so don't ask. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried asking. I love that. These guys are actually at the cutting edge of Rhode Island's yes, best efforts. These are, of, to be these are the wokest men. These are the wokest men, men in Rhode Island. Island. Rhode by Island. far. By far. Like the, like in Rhode Island, these like these guys are like they're like these are the cancel culture guys. Yeah, these guys are blue hairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have nose piercings. Uh, okay, so um, uh, next up, next up on the on the the best weekend ever, uh, but the the boys on the town. Uh, it says Irwin's, one of the best restaurants in Philly, is only open for dinner. During the tour, Patton and Thorson said they wanted to eat lunch there. When uh, Scanapico told them the restaurant was not open, they said. Well, you can call in a favor if you want the $55 million in funding, Scanapico said, before she organized a private lunch for them, which she had never done before. But guess what? It worked. They got they got the private lunch there. 
They got yeah. so I mean she'd never done it before, but you know they I mean because yeah, she'd never to, met a baller she, before in her life. Yeah, has she ever landed a fifty-five million dollar deal deal before? I don't think so. Well, this is the kind of stuff you got to do. You got to keep them happy. Also, that's the least nefarious quid pro quo I've ever heard. Like most quid pro quos in state politics are like, all right. I'm going to send a bunch of juvenile delinquents to this private prison or something like it's uh, I'm going to dump toxic waste directly on an orphanage. But this is like like literally these guys just wanted a special lunch. Like it's bad, but it's not like quite as bad as far as corruption goes. Just getting a nice private lunch doesn't seem to be uh, like I said, this just seems like a fun weekend. Two friends on the town for them. Certainly they were having a great time. (laughs) Well, you know, but I mean, they had money to spend. You know, they had fifty-five well, million dollars in state like, funds. That, that's that. This is the beautiful chintziness of it. Like, yeah. they're like, yeah, this is my fifty-five million dollars. I just get to pretend to be a billionaire for a weekend. These are the same assholes that gave Kurt Schilling all that money for a video game. Yes, company. they are. <laughs> Kurt Schilling. He was like, "Have you ever made a video game before? No, but I beat the Yankees in the World Series twice." Uh, Irwin's is located on the top floor of the Bach in a former nursing classroom. God, isn't that isn't that bleak? <laughs> Used to be a nursing oh, school, and now it's a now it's a restaurant called Bach. No, we know Irwin's at Bach. Sorry, Bach, <laughs> the place for Irwin's. Uh, so it says it's located on the top floor of Bach in a former nursing classroom with walls still tagged with graffiti. It offers an extraordinary view of South Philly. In a memo a few days after the trip, Patton wrote that the restaurant looked like it was vandalized just before our arrival. Imagine my surprise when I learned that Bon Appetit magazine rated it as one of the top 10 restaurants in the United States, he added. The cuisine at Irwin's did not disappoint. The word understated comes to mind. So, I mean, like, once again, that doesn't seem that that bad. He just gave the restaurant a nice review. He says, oh, got some graffiti on the wall, but it's, you know. It earns its reputation as one of the best restaurants in America. He didn't even say like, oh, that's a little hip hop inflected or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. No, Again, no. wokest man in, in Rhode Island. And honestly, while he was there, probably one of the wokest men in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. This, keep in mind, this is Frank Rizzo Central. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this like this box center sounds like a very... Uh, a certain kind of like urban renewal project. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like the fact that it's called Bach and there's like an Italian sneaker store there. It just is like, yeah, this used to be a, this used to be a hospital and now it's a high end luxury boutique. And the people in charge of running it, I guess is they're not from Philly. They're probably from New York or something. And they're horrified when the fun, when the, when the Bash brothers come to town asking for Cokes and croissants. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, This this is the last item in the, uh, the, this rundown of a good time had by two guys. It says your patent requested items ranging from vegan cheese to hand blown glass to sneakers from almost every tenant he visited. These guys wanted vegan cheese. <laughs> oh, Whoa. yeah. Woke. These Whoa. guys are <laughs> so fucking. This is. Oh, my God. They probably they probably like leak this to the press under the guise of, like you know, these woke assholes visited and said all these inclusive, annoying things like Mazel Tov. <laughs> Can you okay, believe so, these woke guys? So yeah, they they were they were they, were, they wanted vegan cheese, hand blown glass, and sneakers from almost every tenant he visited. At each stop, he said to Thorson, "I don't have to declare this, right?" And Thorson replies, "It's de minimis, state house shorthand for when a gift is low enough in value that it doesn't violate ethics rules, according to WPRI." Well, I mean, I don't know what were the dollar amounts of vegan cheese and sneakers. I don't, I'm not going to imagine it would violate ethics it's de, rules. It's freaking de minimis. It's de minimis. I'm, it's I'm so de minimis. Don't worry about it. 
Well, uh, for their trouble, it says Patton is currently on paid administrative leave. Thorson has submitted a letter of resignation before the trip and now works in the U.S. Treasury Department. <laughs> okay, well, I was I was getting really sad because it yeah, is, it's, it's like, ending. wait, this fun guy had to leave? But he's going to have even more fun in Joe Biden's Treasury Department. Oh, yeah. going to be a oh, great time. Oh, my God. He, and he's going to meet lots of Jewish guys, too. <laughs> yeah, so much That's ethnicity. Oh, <laughs> every restaurant he tries to get a reservation at he's like i'm from where they make the money if you want some money i can make some for you <laughs> yeah i could get all your money confiscated <laughs> they're gonna come in here and say this bill's no good <laughs> be a shame if someone switched up the legal tender on you <laughs> he's pointing he's like pointing to to the pre- to like to thomas jefferson on the two dollar bill i know him He's my supervisor. <laughs> He's a good guy. Uh, it says here, in an emailed statement to the Inquirer, Scanapico said, we want to clarify that our reporting of behavior was intended to ensure accountability for their actions and uphold our commitment to our community as, at Bach as an inclusive and safe space for all. She said she hoped doing so did not jeopardize any funding or support for the development project. Well, a little late for that. You, you, you blew it. You blew, you. Blew, you blew it. I hate this lady. Oh, we want to make sure their actions are held accountable. No, you should be held accountable for blowing the deal, lady. Yeah, you fuck you. This fucking no fun Agnes. Oh, <laughs> God, I hate her. Oh, wow. How about inclusive for idiots from Rhode Island? <laughs> yeah, we yeah, all know. That, that we all know this space for them. We yeah. all know. Well, guys, guys. You joke, but like I don't think it's appropriate. We've we've long known that the city of Philadelphia has not a safe space for the unintelligent, the the differently mentally abled. Yeah, I mm, I really hate her. She, <laughs> yeah, fun times are over when you're around her. Yeah, listen seriously. To, listen to the way the article ends, though. An attorney for Patton told WPRI that Patton attributed his behavior to a mental health event characterized by health professionals as an acute stress event that built up over time. Woke, 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 woke. woke, woke. Incredibly woke. <laughs> my fucking uh, imposter syndrome. <laughs> my imposter syndrome made me say all those insensitive things about the Hebrews. <laughs> the Irish, the dirty, dirty people. Um, it says he said that Patton had lost his sister, best friend, and father-in-law in the three years before the trip. <laughs> three years is kind of pushing it. That's really that's, stretching that's it. The- Cumulative trauma. Okay, <laughs> my hey, my my epigenetic memories were acting up. And bah! <laughs> it's the nine-year anniversary of when my cousin got killed by a tube man. He tried to swallow one of the fingers. <laughs> Just went further and further down his throat. Uh, and every time we tried to take it out, it started waving around. That's says, the way uh, they outsmart you. It says, I uh, lost his five, uh, sister, best friend, and father-in-law in the three years before the trip and was humiliated, but is not going to run or hide from this. The Inquirer has reached out to the main parties no, involved for comment. And the last article, the last line in this article just says, meanwhile, in Philadelphia, we continue to thrive. Shut fuck the fuck you. up. No, you don't. This is not no, 9-11. This is not. Yeah. Oh, we endure. We endure the two most fun guys ever. Fuck you. Your city's no. disgusting. Your city is half, half like the bastards of Frank Rizzo and half like Moodring. I hate Philadelphia. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Your city is Reddit in all the worst persistent. ways. It's not helpful like Reddit is. It can't fix your AC unit. 
It sucks. <laughs> These guys are awesome. You tried to ruin their lives. He lost his father-in-law three years ago, you insensitive <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, and, and like maybe the the vegan cheese, the hand blown glass, the sneakers. These are probably gifts for the fucking uh, bereaved relatives of the father in law, best friend, and sister. I mean, yeah. shit, he's a bereaved relative of the sister. He probably wanted some Diodora sneakers to remember her. He, oh my god, I hate that. I hate how they're like we survived this. Uh, oh my god, it's the twenty. You couldn't even survive the Super Bowl. You couldn't even survive the Chiefs. Fuck off. <laughs> Like, like Jackson Mahomes and his amazing dances are too much for you people. I, 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 yeah, I, I, they are like the way that they're talking about it. Like it is. Yeah. Like nine 11. Like if uncle Buck came to Philadelphia, apparently they would, yeah, they would they'd like belt it with rocks. They would talk the about it like it's the fucking national Holocaust. Guard, yeah. Pennsylvania national guard. Uh, <laughs> they're they're, they're uh, dispatched Ab- to deal with the, the fun uncles in town. Yeah, absolutely no fun or Diet Coke or fun ethnic ribbing. We hate it. Come to Philadelphia. No. No, thank you. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to Rhode Island. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rhode Island, that's uh, it's the Portuguese capital of America. It's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I bet these guys have a decreccio. Oh, definitely. At uh, well, office, the Crecio- spilling paella all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, like one other uh, Rhode Island related story. There was that guy who got was passed out in his car smoking crack. He yep. was arrested for that. But also real child one. molestation. <laughs> so we received the real one award. <laughs> <laughs> this one was this one was disappointing. This was a this was like a, you know, uh, don't have heroes moment. We all became fans of him during the smoking well, no. crack thing. Uh, Thorsten and Patton were not the crack smoking child molester, though. They no, were just regular. They no. were just regular guys from Rhode Island. They would never. They, fucking they were do the that. Peter Griffins of Rhode Island. The crack smoking child molester was the Quagmire of Rhode Island. Well, there is a child molester character in Family Guy. Oh right? yeah, the old yeah. man. The old man. Yeah. yeah. I saw a really funny. Uh, my friend Phil, uh, he quote tweeted the uh, the crack smoking guy with this new development and said, "What a rough month, huh?" <laughs> 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 really made me laugh. Rhode Island's wild. Buddy uh, Cianci, one of the coolest American mayors of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. Beat his they, wife. Had a state trooper arrest his wife's boyfriend and take him to a motel where they handcuffed him to a chair and he beat him with a burning log. Went yep. to jail, got out, reelected. Yep. It oh, is shit. You brought it up, but the um, I love how they they like yeah they gave Kurt Chilling like a billion dollars to make like <laughs> the worst RPG ever. Awesome. Baseball quest. Yeah. I what a great state. I loved it. When we went there, I had a great time. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, Providence is great. Providence is a yeah. wonderful city. Um, well, uh, that's just about does it for today. Uh the only last story of note that I want to mention is as of now, currently, there is a pod of 30 orcas in Monterey Bay, California that quote, no one knows why they're there. Mm, I think we do. <laughs> I think we, we know. know why they're there. I think we yep. know why they're there. Yeah. So, you know. We're preparing the way for uh, the beachhead for the, the orcas whenever they're ready. Um, but yeah, that does it for today's show. So uh, till next time, fellas. Talk bye to bye. you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. But where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? Laugh and cry. Peace. Oh,
I did everything right and they indicted me.